All right, welcome to another episode of the Arizona Timeless Tours podcast. Let's first start with the new music. Band, hit it. Yeah, I like that a lot. The acoustics in the in the back closet are still doing good. Couldn't have the audience like we did last week, but we have the band back here. So we're going to keep them back here just in case we want to hear that music again, that funky music, right? I like it. I like it a lot. So what is the topic today? Well, unfortunately, I don't have a specific topic. So I don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to name this podcast. It has to be an eye catcher, though, because people love the eye catching subjects in that area, because the one that I that I titled um, uh, a bucket spot in Arizona that got well over. I think we're sitting at like 127 views on that. It, that is the most watched or should I say most listened to podcast that I have is that bucket list podcast. 127 listens. We're on the verge of 1,500 total listens in the last 23 episodes. Thank you, everybody. We are a small, small podcast. Speck of sand on all the seashores of all the world of podcasters is the Arizona Timeless Tour. So please share it with as many, many people as you possibly can. Okay, so I had time, folks. I had time. Uh, A lot of things going on in the house, real busy. I have a lot to update you on, but that's going to be probably a couple weeks down the road. Huge changes uh, in my life and probably going to come in this podcast because of these huge changes in Dean's life. But that is is for another episode. It hasn't happened yet, so why talk about it, right? So I sat back here. Everybody's out. I'm like, I got a quiet house. What am I going to talk about? And uh, so I skimmed through some of my books here. I do have a topic I think I am going to uh, to mention in a minute that we are going to have the majority of this podcast be about. But um, we're just off the cuff today. Again, those of you listening and, and listen to the last 23 podcasts, no, no editing done here. Nothing's being done. So I mumble over my words. I'll go on too long. Um, it is what it is. If you listen to last week's podcast, I'm Florence, Arizona, man. I'm, uh, when I put the music with the podcast, it won't let me go over 30 minutes. It'll only let me go 20 minutes. Cause I guess the music file is too big. So it kept telling me it's going to shut down. It's going to shut down. So I shut it down. I cut the podcast off really quick, but then I realized I could upload another segment. So that's what I did last week. So if you Stop listening after I said I have to go. Get back on. There's another seven minutes of content on there that I picked back up on that uh, podcast from last week. So I think that's probably what I'm going to have to do this week if I go on too long. The major thing we're going to talk about today is the Gillespie Dam and the Gillespie Bridge and the Petroglyph site that's out there. Huge, huge number of watches on TikTok, over 850,000 views let me make sure if that's that's actually correct here. Um, I want to make sure that that's the the particular TikTok. I'm not sure that that one has the 850,000 views, but it has hundreds of thousands of views on it. So if you want to check it out on TikTok, it is out there in the catalog of the 275 TikToks I got out there in the last eight months. And I thank you for the 58,000 plus followers we have on TikTok. Woohoo! That 
That social media platform is taking off more than any other social media platform I have. I love doing TikToks. I love doing podcasts. And then I love doing YouTube. But um, so we're going to talk about the Gillespie Dam and the bridge and the petroglyph site. But uh, what I want to tell you is that I think we're going to change things up in the future here. I really want to bring guests on, but I can't bring them to my house and throw them in this back closet here. There's no room. There's barely enough room for all that camera equipment, computers, software I've got set up for myself back in the corner here. So we'll have to go on the road with it. Uh, we'll have to figure out a spot that's you know somewhat quiet. I guess we could do it outside, but you'll just hear the traffic and the noise. But um, So if you want to be on the Arizona Timeless Tours podcast, you want to tell us about a place that you explored that you think we haven't we haven't even heard about or know about, then uh, I want to have you on the podcast. And uh, we're going to start this off slow. Uh, we'll get in contact with each other. We'll talk about maybe you know what what your adventure was like before we get live onto the podcast. But um, you know, I want to have some banter. I want to go back and forth with people instead of just hearing my voice in your ears right now. Whatever you're doing, running, walking, driving, uh, instead of hearing Dean's voice only, we'll have somebody else that we can go back and forth with. I really think that that'll uh, put the podcast maybe up on the next level um, so we can just keep going back and forth. So looking forward to doing that. Uh, today, I just pulled out some books. So you might hear some shuffling around, um, not really trying to be quiet, trying to be somewhat professional. But uh, I went and bought a couple books I want to tell you about. One is called Days of Destiny. It looks like a kid's book that was written in the 1970s. It has that same kind of cover to it. But it's uh, volume one of Wild West Collection called Days of Destiny that I picked up in a used bookstore about a couple of weeks ago. And as I went through it, um, there are two individuals that I'm definitely going to do podcast on in the future. One is on a... Um, a gentleman named Felix Martinez, born in 1848 in Santa Cruz, Mexico. Anybody think they know who this person is by just saying Felix Martinez, Santa Cruz, New Mexico, 1848. Why would he be such a hot point in Arizona history? Man, he set something off that, uh, whew, that went on a long time. And uh, a lot of people died because of what happened to this young boy when he was 12 years old. Um, but uh, he later became known as Mickey Free. Maybe that name will ring a bell because in this book, they have his name as Mickey Free. Does, does that ring anybody? Does that ring a bell to anybody? I want to have a topic. If you know uh, about the story of this individual, and you want to come on a podcast, maybe you're an expert at it, instead of me just glossing over the main points of uh, this gentleman's life, get a hold of me through my email address that's linked always on every one of my podcasts down in the description area. Tell me what you know about Mickey Free and uh, in his life, and uh, maybe we'll have you come on and, and talk about it. Another gentleman that I would like to talk about in the future that I found in this same book, and the great thing about this book they dedicate two to three pages tops on each individual. So it's the highlights. So then you got to go out, either purchase more books or find some more information on these individuals to get, you know, to get a, a more thorough view of their lives. But man, do they touch 
on two or three pages, man, they get nitty gritty with these people. But um, let's see here. The other person that I found that I need to go check out his grave in Clarkdale, Arizona, up in Coppertown, USA here, was there not but a month and a half ago. I wish I would have known about it. Is a, um, oh boy, what did I do with it? Here it is, here it is, here it comes, here it comes. Is a, is a gentleman named Jim Roberts. Jim Roberts. And in this book, in the introduction to Jim Roberts, it says this. The last thing Jim Roberts wanted was fame. He always turned reporters away, leaving them to wonder about the oddities of his character, such as riding a mule instead of a horse, carrying his pistol in his pocket instead of a holster, or wearing shoes and not boots. This guy was something else. He's in the same category as, as some of these other great uh, sheriffs in, uh, in history, but uh, you only hear about the Earp brothers, right? And in this book, who does it start out with? Well, let's see here, folks. It started out with Morgan Earp, of course. And then you know who's coming next? Wyatt Earp. So, um, yeah, same old uh, same old individuals. Billy Claiborne is in this book. Uh, who else do we got in here? Uh, Frank Leslie. We got a lot of in individuals in here that I'm going to touch on on other podcasts. But uh, Three Finger Jack. Never heard of Three-Fingered Jack, but he's in this book. But uh, Days of Destiny, that book at that bookstore cost me $4. $4, and I believe it is uh, from the 1980s. Another was Arizona Adventure. It's action-packed true tales of early Arizona. One is called In Old Arizona, True Tales of the Wild Frontier. A lot of good stuff in this book. A lot of good stuff. Another really early, early 80s copyright, I believe, on this book here. But um, let me just swish through here and see what uh, some of these topics are in here. Just, uh, again, doing this podcast off the Carl Hayden. I just did a, uh, it's called Carl Hayden, a new breed of frontier lawmen. Carl Hayden became uh, a sheriff, I believe, in 1907. I believe he served 57 plus years in the United States Congress, man. He is buried in this small with this uh with this small uh, tombstone that just says, you know, Senator Carl Hayden on it. Behind his grave though is his father's grave, and uh, his father was pretty much responsible for creating the city of Tempe, Arizona that we know. He brought commerce and everything. He was the first to bring commerce to that area. Um, Charles Hayden, uh, born, I believe, 1825, if I remember, and died in 1900. And Carl, his son, was born in 1877 and, again, served all those years in the United States Congress. These guys had a huge footprint on the state of Arizona, and I learned so much from that. I found the graveyard right off of Interstate 10. If you wonder, if you wonder where it's at, because a lot of people miss it, it's an old pioneer cemetery. It's... um. Right where the um, Anaheim Angels, their spring training facility is off of Interstate 10, that exit is where the cemetery is at. People drive by it all the time. When you go to the furthest part of the cemetery, you're overlooking Interstate 10. The traffic is so loud in that cemetery. It's unbelievable. A lot of burials in there. A um, lot of like 1860s, 1870s, but then they have a brand new section to it. 
But uh, that's I just went and did a TikTok video on Charles. I mean, on Charles Hayden and Carl Hayden. Huge, uh, huge figures in the state of Arizona. Huge figures in uh, creating Tempe, Arizona. Check out that TikTok. Uh, maybe it was just the last one I did. Now, let's see. I know I'll post another one today. Just, um, just uh, heads up. I went downtown today because I think I went on the weekend, which was stupid. No, well, I think it was a Friday. And uh, I already did a YouTube video on Roosevelt Road, the art district in downtown Phoenix. I'm very impressed with that area. I am very, very impressed with the with the the uh, uh, the condos that are down there, how they're revamping that area of downtown with all the uh, the eateries and the breweries and the it's just a cool spot. Very artsy. If you're an art person, this is the place you want to go check out Roosevelt Row. Went on a Friday. It's very hard to find parking at that point unless you took the metro in, which I don't. And uh, couldn't find anywhere to park. So um, why did I go down there in the first place? I went down there to film... I did the, the cemetery that day, but that's nowhere near where I was at. Man, why was I downtown? Well, I went through, I, it'll come to me in a minute. Again, we're just off the cuff on this podcast. Uh, so Roosevelt Row, I went back down there today, okay? Today is Thursday. Hopefully I have this podcast out by Friday evening. But uh, I went down to Roosevelt Row because I wanted to do a TikTok of a... Um, of a uh, sculpture that's down there, but you got to find a, a, a good parking spot because there's no parking around the sculpture. You got to cross the street where it's pretty, you know, a lot of traffic right before you really get into the artsy side of, of, um, you know, I don't know, second, third street uh, in Roosevelt there. But um, the sculpture is just so interesting. It comes up every time I'm looking for interesting things to do around Phoenix. And, um, it's so it's it's so cool. I'm going to actually play the TikTok. I haven't launched it out there yet, but uh, I got the video right here. I'm going to bring it up on my phone and uh, play you the TikTok before it hits TikTok. And it'll tell you a little bit about uh, this uh, statue, this piece of art down there, because I think it's very, very interesting. And it'll be very interesting if TikTok allows it to stay up because of the subject. So as long as I keep that a, a particular word out of the hashtags i think i'm gonna be okay but uh let me uh let me bring it up here let me bring it up here uh here we go here we go here we go and come on dean get through all these pictures i took of roosevelt row because i will be doing a tiktok today on uh the art district down in phoenix all right here it goes uh let's uh the sculpture is called the release the fear the sculpture was built in 2005 and is composed of eight and a half tons of metal, of which 8,000 pounds are from weapons used in violent acts collected in Arizona. You hear that? Let me see. Release the fear. Release the fear. All right, let me turn this off. Release the fear is what the sculpture is called. I'll say it again. Release the fear. There's Eight, this this thing weighs an, an enormous amount. It's all metal, but eight, over eight thousand pounds of it are weapons that were confiscated throughout the state of Arizona, 
and they melted those weapons down and made this sculpture. And uh, I think that's the coolest thing. And at the bottom of the sculpture, you can go and look it up online. Release the Fear sculpture in downtown Phoenix off of Roosevelt Road. It um, At the bottom of it, you can actually see the weapons. They, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if they sculpted in the weapons from uh, the molding and stuff like that. But at the bottom, you'll, you, you see all of these different kind of weapons molded into this. And then it becomes this sleek, you know, uh, sculpture as it goes up, as it looks like as somebody's raising their hands in the air. But um, a real cool thing. I don't think a lot of people notice it. I really don't. And if you did notice it, leave me a comment. Tell me you did notice it. Because I've passed it probably five or six times that I've been down at Roosevelt Row. I didn't even know it was there. But the other day, I got caught at every stinking red light down there. And I looked to my right, and boom, there's that sculpture I've been looking for. So that was cool. Going to do a TikTok on that. And hopefully, TikTok leaves it alone as long as I don't put certain hashtags in there on the subject of this unbelievable sculpture in downtown Phoenix. So did that uh, today. That was uh, I had a good time doing that. Uh, you know, people always look at me like I'm crazy. You got all this traffic driving by. What's this dude videoing this with his phone for? And hopefully what I do is bring attention to the sculpture of people who have done what I've done and drove by all the time without noticing it. So uh, so there's two things you can do. Get out of the car around 2nd or 3rd Street in Roosevelt and enjoy the art district. All the painted murals up on the buildings. And they change them often. I was down there probably three or four months ago. There's at least four or five different murals on these buildings uh, that weren't there the last time I was down there. Uh, great place to to walk around. But just know, on a, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's difficult. Unless you take the metro in, it's very difficult to find a parking spot to pay. You know, it's, it's either a parking lot that you're paying for or you're parking on the side of the street and you're feeding the meter. Been a long time since I fed the meter. I don't like to park my car on the side of the street, but uh, I did that today, and it was cold today, 57 degrees. We have a wind advisory in the valley today as I'm recording this. Wind gusts up to 45 miles per hour, they're expecting today. 45 miles per hour. It's like when I was stationed in the Azores. They had, during what you know we think is a hurricane, it, you know, and the winter there, we had 65 to 85 mile an hour gust come over that island in the Azores. And uh, you better be holding on to your kids. You better not be opening a car door. Not too many people have cars on that small little island, but it'll rip the car door down and you could just hear it coming out. You could hear it as you're walking. You could hear that wind coming. And, you know, I weigh 200 pounds. And when that 85 to 90 mile an hour wind gust comes through, it'll take you for a little ride for a minute. So you had to watch yourself there, but that's getting off topic. 45 mile an hour gust here in the valley today. A little windy out there. Tough to shoot a video on your phone with all that wind cranking through there. But just brought a brand new phone. Yeah. I won't mention the other phone I had, but it was absolutely terrible. Terrible. I'll say it again. This new phone, oh, it's, it's magnificent. You know, when you get a new phone, every time you think it's going to be magnificent. But I think that this one, I'm going to hold on for, for a long time because the camera, the quality, the feel, the weight is unbelievable. The amount of gigs that's on this that I can expand it. A lot of phones today, you can't put that SD card in anymore. It's a reason for that, I believe. 
But um, yeah, so uh, what else are we going to talk about here? Oh, oh man, here we are going on 20 minutes. I forgot to hit the Gillespie Dam. And this is what I'm going to call the episode. Okay. Here, again, off the cuff. If you stuck around, thank you. And if it gets cut off and there's a long pause, it meant that I had to go back and restart it because it didn't want to give me the full 30 minutes of putting this into the computer. So here we go. The Gillespie Dam and Bridge. That place is definitely well worth the visit. Where is it located, Dean? It's located between Buckeye and Gila Bend. Buckeye and Gila Bend. The place is like 75 miles from my house. Now, if door to door or door to bridge, it's about 75 miles, about an hour and 25 minutes. But um, I also did bring up the directions when I thought, you know what, that's a good topic to talk about, the Gillespie Dam and Bridge. The Gillespie Bridge was placed on the National Register of Historic Places back in 1981, that bridge was. It was built in August, what, 27th of, uh, it was opened August 27th, 1927, if I remember correctly. I know the year and the month is right. Not sure about the 27th day, but uh, that's when that bridge was opened, 1927. At the time the bridge was built, it was the longest freeway bridge in the state of Arizona. Unbelievable. It was like connecting the coast-to-coast highway. Now, you know, they got US 80 going a different direction, so you don't really you don't have to go over the Gillespie Bridge anymore. But then you have the dam there. And the dam, when I wanted to find a specific date on the dam being built, it always says in the 1920s. So I can't nail down a specific day, a year in, 19, in the 1920s, but the dam was built in the 1920s, and it says it was for irrigation purposes. Irrigation purposes in the 1920s. And before the bridge, you just drove over where the, the cement was over the dam even when the water was coming over it. It would have been a risky trip back in the 1920s to cross over that dam. But how many vehicles were there back then here? So anyhow, that uh, the dam was built in the 1920s, but a, a massive flood happened in 1993 and destroyed the dam. Now, when I went out there with my wife, this was one of the very few adventures of the 180 plus adventures I've been on. I think my wife has been on two. And this was one of the ones that she had nothing to do today because she is an unbelievable, busy businesswoman. I mean, she runs businesses that allows me to sit here on this podcast and not worry about anything. I'm married to an absolutely phenomenal woman. So she goes out with me. We go out there. I actually had to go back twice because I saw the dam and I saw the bridge, but I couldn't find the petroglyphs like most people can't, even with the YouTube video I have out there, the Facebook page I have on the Gillespie petroglyphs, and the TikToks, people still have to make numerous trips or say they go out there all the time, no idea where the petroglyphs are. Stay tuned to this podcast, keep, keep it going in the ears. Do whatever you're doing, extend out that run, extend out that drive. I'm gonna tell you how to locate those petroglyphs in this episode. And I know that I'm going to have to stop and restart to keep this thing going. So I think we're going over 30 minutes by far. We're at 2317 right now. So I went out there in search of the petroglyphs number one, but I wanted to check out the dam and the bridge. So we stopped on the bridge coming from from the Phoenix area. When you come down uh, the old, I think it's old US 80, but uh, let me bring up the directions as I'm talking to you so I don't give it to you wrong because it's been over a year since I've been out there, folks. Over a year. And again, I had to make two trips to find those beautiful, beautiful 
petroglyphs out there that you're not going to find in most spots. All right, Dean, where are we at? Bring it up, bring it up, bring up. There it is right here, Gillespie Dam. Yeah, it, the, the last one is old. Uh, you turn uh, turn right onto West Old Highway 80, Old US 80. So US 80 goes a different direction now, but back in those days, it's why they have the dam and the bridge there. The US 80 it went, went over the bridge. And um, so anyhow, you uh, see here, see when you're on the 10, say you're coming from Gilbert, Arizona, jump on the 202. You know, when the brand new part of the 202 is open, you keep going on that for 22 miles. Use the right two lanes to take exit 78A for I-10 West towards Los Angeles. For 26 miles, take exit 112 for AZ-85, I-8 Yuma, San Diego for 1.1. Continue on to AZ-85 South to Phoenix Bypass Route for three miles. Turn right on the Baseline Road for three miles. Turn left onto South Palo, Palo, Palo Verde, sorry, Palo Verde Road for two miles. And then that ends it at turning right onto Old Highway 80, uh, Old US 80, 14 miles. So when you get, when you got on that and you're going 14 miles down it, you're coming to that side of the dam. And uh, you, if you go to the other side, so you drive across the bridge, I pulled over because there's a little spot now that tourists can pull over and check out the dam. And they have the history of when the dam was built and the historical marker that's on the National Register of Historical Places out there. And pretty cool places to take pictures for Instagram or any other social media outlet. So we're there and we get out of the car and I'm thinking, where are these petroglyphs? They said they're by the dam. And uh, all I can see is this canal that's running through it. And then there's all these fences. So I'm like, well, there's two lines of fences with barbed wire. How can I get back to this dam area? Well, there's somebody sitting in a like a public works white truck on the other side. So I walk over to him, knock on the door, kind of startle him a little bit. He looks at me, rolls the window down, and I tell him what I'm looking for. And he's like, you know what? I don't know where those petroglyphs are. He's like, I've worked out here for years and years. I just don't know where they're at. So I said, I think they're back there. This is what this guy does. He opens up. He's like, get on in. He gets in. I told my wife I'll be right back, I hope. And he gets in and he unlocks the first fence and we drive through. And he unlocks the second fence and we drive through. He's like, go ahead up to where the where that dam used to be before it closed in 93, where they used to let the water through. And uh, But in order to get to it, there was this little step around that I had to make through this canal. And it had all this water just pouring through. Like if I would have fell in the canal, that's it. I would have either drowned or floated down and hopefully survived at some point when I could get out and the water wasn't rolling so much. He's like, you think you can make it through there? And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you, you're responsible for this area. So you're responsible for opening two fences and letting me back here. Hopefully when I jump over this with my Canon camera, I get there and back safely. So I walk all the way out there and I get to, again, the old dam area. It's all rusted out. Phenomenal place for a photographer to be out there taking pictures if you could get out there. But it's all closed up. Fortunately, I met that individual and he took me back there. He waited for me. And as I looked across, I could see on the west side that there was a cliff range. So I'm like, I got to get over to that cliff. So I went back, got back out, told the wife, look, I'm going to walk. It looked like you, there was a little dirt path along a chain link fence that you could walk to. So I walk for about 20 minutes and I get to this little, little bridge that you can cross over the, the water. And I cross over the water. And... Uh, then it's the the remnants of the leftover destroyed uh, 
rest of the dam. And you, it looks like you could actually walk across it, but you, you're walking across it like a tightrope. My foot is barely fitting on it. And if I put foot in front of foot, it's probably 90 to 100 yards. And the water is within four to six inches uh, from my foot. So if I fall either way, I'm falling into this murky water and it's going to be tough to get out of. I took about 35 steps and I thought to myself, I'm going to turn around very gingerly, very carefully and go back. Go back all the way to the car, another 20 minutes, drive back to the other side of the bridge where we entered the bridge and said to my wife, look, I'm going to climb up this hill here and see if, uh, if this is where I'm supposed to see these petroglyphs. Before I climb up the hill, I go down, excuse me, a dirt road, and I see no trespassing signs. And I'm one to uphold the law, so I'm like, I can't go any further than this. But it was just into another portion of the dam area that looks like they used to have their offices in, so I'm like, this can't be it either. So go back, and um, I start walking up this this hill. And I'm, I'm huffing and I'm puffing and I finally get to the top of this hill. I'm not wearing what I think I'm going to need to climb. And I get up to the top of this hill and it looks like there's some kind of ruins up there. So I'm like investigating this and I can see off in the distance those cliffs. So I call my wife because now I'm, I'm, I'm a good five, six hundred yards away from her. Now, folks, I am going to pause this, but I'm going to keep going. So stand by in three, two, one. Don't go anywhere. Hopefully that was a seamless thing here. There wasn't a huge break in it, but the computer was like, you're at 2915. You're at 2915, Dean. Stop it and restart another segment. So that's what I did. So I'm climbing up there. I'm about 400 yards away from the Jeep where my wife was at. So I call her on the phone. Great connection. Tell her, look, take that Jeep up the road. Uh, you'll see me, but I'm about uh, 80 yards off the road. Just pull off the road with the Jeep and come on through. So she does. She comes on through. She sees me, but I'm still now 150 yards away from her. I have her stop there, and I keep going. Well, long story short, some, I would guess, uh, hour and 45 to two hours after being there, and then walking, uh, you know, with the wife and the Jeep and me walking another about 40 minutes up and down hills, I finally figured it out. But I was tired. I didn't want to leave my wife out there. And I was standing on top of this cliff now on the west side of the dam. That's all you have to know. The cliffs on the west side of the dam, that's where these unbelievable ancient petroglyphs are. But here's the deal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this right now. It's dangerous, folks. So don't go there by yourself. It's dangerous, folks. So don't go there by yourself or when it's rained. And um, the bees are ridiculous. If you get attacked by these bees that live in this cliff, you're finished, especially when you're on side that you can't do nothing. I saw the largest tarantula I've ever saw when I was at this in, at this place, and uh, it's it's risky. So that's you know I'm just I'm putting that out there as a caution. It's not for everybody. Uh, take binoculars, go to the bottom and look at them through binoculars, and you'll be safe. So I'm standing up there, and I can see a petroglyph if I kind of look over. I'm looking out, and you'll be looking out into this beautiful farm, beautiful green farm, canal running on the bottom, and the Gillespie Dam is to your right. Beautiful picture spot, folks. Beautiful picture spot. Okay, so I think to myself, I, I got my wife there, and I go back to the car. I'm like, you know, I don't know a better way to get this, and I don't want to drop on this cliff with you in the Jeep 
nobody around to help in case I something happens and I can't get back up. So we get back in the Jeep and we get back on the main road and we start going down. Well, as I'm going down, I see that there's a dirt road that I passed to the right on my way back. It'd be on your left coming in. So I turned down that dirt road. You'll see that if you go to the to my YouTube channel and watch the the first Gillespie Bridge video, because I have Gillespie Bridge and Petroglyph site, and then I have part two, which has a petroglyph, one of the best petroglyphs I've ever seen in my life, on the thumbnail. That's part two. But part one, the very part when I start driving and you see me turn from inside the Jeep down a dirt road, that's the road I found. So coming in, it's off to the left. Uh, leaving out, it's off to the right. And I go down and I'm like, oh. So if I walk down this canal a little bit further, I'd have to scale up the side of this cliff area, but that's where the petroglyphs are. Didn't want to waste any more time out there. Drove 75 miles back to the house. A week later, I got my buddy. We went back out and we investigated these petroglyphs and we had a phenomenal time. The thumbnail to that second petroglyph uh, timeout at Gillespie is the best, one of the top, I would say top two or top three best petroglyphs I've ever seen by themselves. How large it was and well-preserved it was. Unbelievable, folks. That whole area is absolutely unbelievable. I'm going to say this. I shouldn't have to, but I'm going to say it. I'm, on top of being careful, watching out for bees, not going there when it's slippery, not going there by yourself, being very careful along the edge of this cliff, looking at these ancient petroglyphs, don't touch them, folks. Don't touch the petroglyphs. Oils off your hands will ruin them. They've lasted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Don't touch them. Don't mess with them. Uh, some people have gone up there. There's a tad bit of graffiti that I saw back 12, 13 months ago. Don't know, you know, how long the graffiti was there. Uh, there was an actual arrow, like a bow and arrow, an arrow in the side of the wall. And it looked like somebody was climbing these things. And uh, what it looked like, and you'll see it on the video, is it looks like when mountain climbers or stuff are climbing and they shoot that uh, ring into the uh, into the granite there so they can latch on. That's what it looks like. And it's right next to a petroglyph. It's right next to numerous petroglyphs. I'll show you that on the video if you go check it out. Blew me away thinking, well, this wasn't smart. Absolutely not smart. Don't know what's going on here. Folks, these things have been around for 500 plus years. They're, they're ancient writings, ancient art. Let's take care of them for another 500 years. Let's make sure that more and more people can go there and check them out. Uh, let's... I don't know why I have to say it, uh, but I do. Don't touch them and just observe them. Take pictures of them and move on. That's all you have to do. Take, picture, take a picture. Enjoy it back at the house. Move on. Do not touch these petroglyphs. That's it. I won't say anything else. I'm not somebody's parents or their dad. I'm just saying let's preserve these petroglyphs, folks. So... The glass, that, that area there, absolutely awesome. Again, the dam built in the 1920s for irrigation purposes, not in, uh, not in business anymore. The bridge is still in business, built in August of 1927, listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Great place for photos for your social media page or just to post on your Facebook for us old people. 
Great place to spend the day. A lot of motorcycles out there. Then you have the adventure of checking out the petroglyphs, which are absolutely phenomenal. And uh, hopefully will be preserved 500 years from now. They'll still be still still be out there. So what a what a phenomenal day trip is the Gillespie Dam and Bridge and Petroglyph site. Great way to spend the day, especially a day off, especially a gloomy day like today where you're not going to get cooked by the sun. But um, man, this is one of my longer podcasts. Again, off the cuff today, ladies and gentlemen, um, just you know, talking about all kinds of things. I really don't even want to end the podcast, but what would be great is if I could get someone to call in or I could have somebody in here with me and we can just, we could shoot the breeze back and forth. Maybe they've been to the Gillespie Dam. What do they think about it? You know, what was their experience the first time they tried to find these petroglyphs? Uh, What was their experience on Sears Point? Hey, look, if somebody out there listening to this podcast has a better petroglyph story than Sears Point, point and you think you know where a better petroglyph wall in the state of Arizona or keep it inside of Arizona better petroglyph wall is I want you on this podcast I want to interview you because I don't believe there is such a place that's better than Sears Point petroglyph wall site not that uh like there's a spot out outside of Sedona that I've been to that has a petroglyph of somebody they say they interpret it as holding up a flute. And they've only seen that in one other area, and it's around the same place, but nowhere else around the state of Arizona. And it's actually a pictograph. It's not pecked into the rock. It's painted. So it's a pictograph. But they said there's only two of them known to exist in the state of Arizona that they know about today. Okay, I understand those kinds of places. I'm talking about the quantity, quality of the Sears Point petroglyph wall that absolutely blows my mind. Every time I go back and rewatch my stuff or look at the pictures, there's nothing better. If you think you got something better, let's let's hop on this podcast and let's have a chat about that and uh, bring some pictures. Maybe we'll go live on the YouTube channel so we can show everybody what you think is better than Sears Point. That would be a fun topic. Or maybe you just got a hidden gem that most people don't know about. Maybe you got that hidden gem out there that you want to share with an audience. Well, the audience that I have, I believe, is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, we can share it with the Arizona Timeless Tours audience, the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, the Instagram, the MeWe, um, the LinkedIn accounts. And uh, we'll, we'll share it out there. We'll get it out there for people to go out there and enjoy. Uh, be respectful, but get out there and enjoy. So am I going to bring this to an end? I think I'm going to bring it to an end, folks. I'm rambling on. Uh, big changes coming big. Uh, it could happen any day. And this is life changes for me. Um, it's not so much, it can, it will, it's possible it could affect the podcast. Uh, it could affect definitely the YouTube channel, but big changes personally coming. And, um, as soon as it happens, I'll announce it. And, uh, it's going to help expand out though. I'll just give you that little bit of hint. It's going to expand out the Arizona Timeless Tours. It's going to be huge um, what it's going to open up. And uh, I've been asked the question probably about 25 times in the last couple of years about expanding out. Well, this is going to give me an opportunity to expand out definitely. I actually told some people on TikTok Live what it possibly could be. A couple people guessed it. So as soon as it happens, don't want to say it until it happens. 
I'll keep it to myself. Keep it to the family. So if you want to be on the podcast, you let me know. Hit me up in the email. Look, if I don't get back to you, I apologize. There's a couple times where the emails back and forth were 10 to 12 days later. I don't check them every single day. I'll check out the topic. Um, I might give you a call uh, you know, and, and go through this stuff, figure out a place where we can meet and do the podcast, record the podcast, and uh, see how that goes, right? If you got anybody who's an expert in anything in the state of Arizona, man, throw them over to the Facebook page. It's the easiest way to get a hold of me is my Facebook page, the Arizona Timeless Tours, or leave a uh, leave a message here on any of these platforms. But uh, I just want to do, uh, I want to have some banter. We're going to go back and forth a little bit, have a good time on the show instead of just listening to Dean's voice again. So uh, check out the YouTube channel, the Arizona Timeless Tours. The Facebook page, the Arizona Timeless Tours, the TikTok account, the Arizona Timeless Tours, with over 58,000 followers. And we got, if I had to estimate, I think we got like 15 and a half million views uh, to the videos on there because a couple of them got six, seven, eight. One of them has 855,000 views. Another one has like 550,000 views. So, when, you know, when two videos can get you over a million, 14, 15 million total views on about 250 TikToks isn't much. Go and support the TikTok. Leave a comment on the TikTok. Tell me, hey, man, listen to your podcast. That's where I found you. That would be great to hear. That would be great to hear. And then it gets the podcast out there because TikTok does not, does not like to promote anything. When I go on there and say, hey, check out my new, uh, check out my new podcast I just uploaded. They do not like to throw that out. It gets, you know, it takes it a, a week to get to a thousand views, where it normally takes like a couple of hours for it to get to a thousand views. So they don't like promoting the podcast. So please promote it as much as you possibly can. Family, friends, coworkers, people coming in from out of town, thinking about moving here. Man, there's an influx of people coming into the state of Arizona right now. Housing boom. If you're selling your house right now, you're gonna make bank. It looks like. So. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of housing developments going on, and uh, this place is just booming right now. Absolutely a boom town here in the great state of Arizona. All right, here we go. I think I'm going to cut it out. I think I'm going to cut it out with some music. Uh, the band's been sitting in here, patience, kind of hot in here. Back closet door's been shut. Air conditioner not working too good back here. So uh, let's hit it. Let's take it home with a little bit of that funky music from the band. I appreciate everybody who supports the channel. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Bang. Man, one more time, guys. Take care, everybody.